For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Five police officers in Dallas were killed by snipers last night during a protest over the deaths of Ant, uh, Alton Sterling and uh, Phil Philando uh, Castile. A lot of details are still coming out, but it looks like uh, three are in custody. One is dead of the snipers. There are five dead police. Eleven uh, were injured. There's uh, a lot of terrible stuff and a lot of Facebook live video out there. Uh, they just released the name of uh, the first slain officer from Dallas. His name is Brent Thompson. He was 43 years old. They're slowly releasing this information now. The the real data that we're going to want is the information on the snipers because uh, if you watch the video, I was up in the middle of the night watching it last night uh, for hours. If you watch it, and I think you'll see people analyzing it today and more people come out and say this, this is not a, a case of just a couple of angry black folks. Uh, this is a militarized group of people who have had some extensive training who knew how to plan an attack. They had the proper gear. They had the weapons. Everybody's saying AR. A lot of gun people are saying AK. Uh, they they had several clips available on them, and they set up in a, in a high point position where they know they'd have a, a good vantage point on the officers, and they also set up in opposite ends so they knew that the distraction would cause the police to seek shelter and then assaulted them from behind. They definitely knew what they were doing, and, and uh, the, the message that they were putting out was that the end is near and then more cops are going to die, which leads me to believe that th this is something that has been planned for some while, and they just took advantage of the fact that there was a gathering in Dallas last night. Uh, this, was not, this was not rushed together uh, yesterday afternoon. This was something that, that has, I think we're going to find out has been planned. The, one of the uh, snipers uh, killed himself. He died uh, in, the, in the garage from his own bullet, which also lets you know, as Galvin said earlier, that we're dealing with crazy, and you can't always be crazy. This uh, came, of course, during a uh, what was supposed to be a peaceful pre uh, protest in Dallas after the uh, deaths of two different men, one in uh, in Minnesota and one in New Orleans, or Louisiana, rather. Uh, this is uh, Minnesota Governor Mark Dayton, who came out and was talking about the incident that happened in his state. Would this have happened if those uh, passengers, the driver and the passengers, were white? I don't think it would have. So I'm forced to confront, and I think all of us in Minnesota are forced to confront, that this, this kind of uh, racism exists. Uh, completely irresponsible, I think, on the mayor's part. Not to acknowledge that racism exists and not to acknowledge that it may have played a factor, but uh, at this stage in the game, he does not have enough information. The video that we saw on that traffic stop is the, the wife or the girlfriend of the man who was killed. Diamond. Uh, Diamond, yeah. And we only have her account of what happened. And we don't know that what she's saying is true. And they went on to arrest her later, and, and maybe wrongly so, but we don't know. And uh, the thing is, is that they're, by going and making this judgment so quick and publicly saying, oh, this is a cop was racist, and that's why this happened, is completely irresponsible. You can, you can be... You can you can be sympathetic to the situation, and you can say, "Yeah, we this may be a racial problem, and obviously racism exists." And but you know, it, one of the things that that people don't want to acknowledge is that this officer may also be statistically prejudiced. He may have 
pulled over a bunch of black dudes in his career that have given him a, a, a hard time, and he's and have pulled guns on him before. We you don't know, or he is just not qualified to be a police officer too. That's Which quite is possible. very possible. And I and my gut feeling tells me in the end is that this is going to be a hundred percent his fault that he overreacted and panicked and he killed this guy. Whether it was based on uh, race, because I don't know what does that mean. It was based on race. He didn't like him because he was black. And he killed the guy quicker because he was black than if it was a white guy that he thought was pulling a gun. Or has he dealt with so many uh, black criminals in his career that he figured if this guy was going for something, statistically, it was going to be a, a gun? Doesn't make it right. I'm not justifying it. What I'm saying is, is that you have the mayor, who is a guy who should be looking out for your police force, making a judgment very quickly and uh, doing it without all the information. And I think that that, that, takes, that takes the trust away from the police officers, a guy who should be looking out for you, Three under the bus, way too quick. Uh, also, and I'm not saying that this makes it right by any means whatsoever, but you, who knows whether that guy last week, yesterday, a couple hours before, had stopped a guy who had a gun right. and uh, you know almost pulled it on him to the point where he had to grab the guy's arm or yeah. something or had to stop fr- him. Had a friend who was shot and killed somewhere and has been panicked about it ever since. Doesn't make it racist. Makes him a bad cop, but doesn't make him racist. Yeah, or also on the other side of that coin, maybe this guy was just waiting to shoot somebody. You know what I mean? So yeah. you you really don't know. I well, just think it was irresponsible of that mayor. The mayor could come out and be sympathetic to the cause and say racism gonna, is definitely a problem, and we, we're going to investigate this to the fullest. Right. But he threw his guys right under the bus. Yeah. Uh, Diamond Reynolds, who is the uh, girlfriend of that the man doesn't who was help, shot, by the way. Uh, Diamond Reynolds spoke to the media yesterday and told her story of what happened right before the Facebook video began. Her her version of it. Yes. Here is Diamond speaking. He got pulled over what allegedly was supposed to be a broken tail light mm. when well, he. He let us know that we had a broken tail light. He asked us, were we aware of it? We said no. As we said no, he tells us to put our hands in the air. We have our hands in the air. At the time, at the the time as our hands in the air, he asked for license and registration. My boyfriend carries all his information in a stick wallet in his right side back pocket. Listen. As he's reaching for his back pocket wallet, he lets the officer know, officer, I have a firearm on me. I begin to yell but he's licensed to carry after that he began to take off shots but 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 don't move don't move mm. but how can you not move when you're asking for license and registration so there is diamond reynolds yeah but does that I, I i'm not saying she's lying but does that make sense the the cop asked for license and registration he says uh i have a a concealed weapons permit and then he reaches in for his thing and the cop just shoots him i mean that's a terrible police officer. That's a that's a guy who's definitely definitely not uh, capable of holding a job with that sort of pressure. Mm. Now, did he do it because the guy was black, or did he do it because he's a terrible? He, he's he panicked, or did he have a situation before? I'm, and I'm in no way sticking up for the cop. All I'm saying is, is that we're so quick to say, uh, oh, he, he was racist and he was black. I, I this guy was so panicked. That what if it was an aggressive-looking white guy who did the same thing? Who's to say he wouldn't have shot him? Yeah. He, he shot him because of the movement, and, and he was wrong. The cop was wrong. The guy was just going to get his license and registration. But do uh, you think he would have not shot the guy if he was a, a biker-looking black guy that, that intimidated him? I mean, a biker-looking white guy that intimidated him? We don't know. I think this is more the problem of this officer being a, a bad officer who is just not capable of handling that job. But, I, again, I don't know. But if I'm the mayor, I go ahead and throw him under the bus right away. 
Uh, Beyonce was not in uh, America at the time. She was over in Scotland, and she stopped her show in Scotland last night of course. to ask for a moment of silence. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me in a moment of silence to acknowledge the lives Necessary acknowledged. <laughs> Seems a lot of screaming. Do you? Do you? Um, I I don't know anything about the gentleman in Baton Rouge who who was killed, uh, other than what his girlfriend is saying. He doesn't seem like a bad guy. The guy in uh, I'm sorry in, in Minneapolis. The guy in Baton Rouge had a weapon on him, but by all accounts, he seemed to be like a pretty good guy. But there's a whole list of guys who got killed by police officers who were downright bad guys and criminals. And I believe that the the record was released for the one guy in Baton Rouge where he's got a whole bunch of charges against him. I don't understand why people are so... What, let's have a moment of silence for that guy? Well, I don't know. What about for all the victims of the of the people, uh, uh, crimes he committed against them in the past? Like, nobody's ever concerned about that. All of a sudden, everybody gets shot, and they become great. They become angels. Jay-Z just released a song. Uh, it was a previously recorded song from years ago, but he released a song in response to the Alton shooting uh, and the other shooting. Uh, I'm wondering when he'll release a song for the Dallas police officers who were shot. Because, I mean, if you're going to do it for one, oh, why aren't you doing it for the other? Yeah. Let's well, unite this country. That's I'm, what he's sadly, talking about. I feel like uh, I, I feel like there's a lot of people who are secretly happy that those police officers were killed, and uh, I, which is sad. Not only because obviously life was lost, but because I don't believe that the uh, that these that these murderers were a part of. I, I don't believe that they were a part of just a racial faction. I think it's going to be something bigger than this, and it's going to be way worse. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, a 43-year-old guy named Jimmy Schumann tried to steal a 23-foot boat in Stewart, Florida last month. Uh, he missed one crucial detail, though. He forgot to untie the boat from the dock first. <laughs> uh, so he kept revving the engine to get away, but it didn't go anywhere. Uh, the, the guy who uh, tried to steal a boat, Jimmy, happened to be a retired cop. Oh. Uh, so he managed, or I'm sorry, the guy who he was trying to steal the boat oh, from, from. Yeah, yeah, happened to be a retired cop, so he managed to detain him and held him until police got there. So Jimmy's now facing charges of grand theft. Uh, there is a mugshot of Jimmy up on uh, <laughs> yeah, TV. Yeah, I screwed up. Yeah. Oops. Uh, I always want to see, I, I have a trailer hitch on my car, and there's always like uh, construction trailers and stuff on the side of the road. I don't want. I don't want any of their equipment. I just want to see if I can pull over, hook it, and go. You like can. sometimes want to see if I can do it. The guy, I uh, got a boat guy, and he told me, "Do not. You have to make sure that you lock, lock the. You have yeah. to lock oh, the I know boat. how to do it." He said because otherwise people could just come up and take your boat, hook it onto your trailer, yeah. and take it away. But the, the but the police set those things up a lot of times too. They leave a. A trailer filled with tools and stuff, and they just wait for somebody to go. No, steal. no, 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 not lock the actual lock the hitch. The hitch, yeah. So you can't put it onto your thing. Right. I so if you. you pulled up, you wouldn't necessarily be able to take the trailer mm -hmm. away. I might be able to. Uh, Rick, you're on the mic out the show, though. Hey, Mike, how you doing, sir? Good man. What's happening? Uh, yeah, I don't know what's in the heart of these uh, that those two uh, officers that shot those men yesterday, but it, I think what uh, a lot of blacks are seeing is there was also an incident yesterday where there was a white gentleman, drunk white gentleman, waving a double-barrel shotgun at people. The cops showed up. They didn't shoot the man dead. They grabbed his shotgun. He pulled a pistol out of their pocket, and then they scuffled and took that away from him where a shot was fired at the same time. This guy is arrested and took to jail, and he'll wake up today. Yeah. It just seems like so many times... 
you just it, you look at that that kid in Cleveland, that four, 12 year old kid in Cleveland had a plastic gun in his. They shot him, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and there's a kid with a screwdriver. There's a bunch of incidents there where they've made a horrible decision. Uh, And in this last case in in Baton Rouge, if there's a struggle there, I understand what you're saying. They should try to disarm the guy. And in situations when you're fighting an old drunk guy, it's a lot easier to do than when you're fighting uh, a a, 20 or 30-something-year-old man who is your size. And, and what happens is when you're trying to disarm these guys, in the back of your mind, you're thinking at any second, one of us could die. This gun could go off accidentally. This gun could go off on purpose. And this bullet can go right through and kill me. Their priority is staying alive. And I don't think that makes them bad people. Uh, you know, you got an old drunk guy waving a gun over his head. I can go over and snatch it out of his hand. That's fine. And you're right. If it was, uh, you know, who knows if it was a black dude, what the outcome would have been. Yes, sir. No. Thank you All for right. the call. You know, uh, here's the thing. You want the, the multi-billion dollar idea is you need to come up with some sort of non-lethal weapon that really works, some sort of whether it be uh, sound waves or whatever it is, yeah. that totally wow. incapacitates somebody, and then it's a non-lethal. You get them, and if, if they're holding a screwdriver or the, it's not a real gun, then you go, okay, well, we incapacitate. Right. You're still alive. The taser... Doesn't seem to be effective no. anymore. Taser it has like not. a seventy thirty chance of working. I mean, well, they, yeah. they supposedly zapped that guy twice, and he's still moving. The problem with the taser is a, a couple different things. One, you have to be close enough to be able to shoot it because it has the, uh, the, hooks. the the hooks and the cord to it and stuff. And two, if they're crazy high on PCP, we've seen we've all seen cops where the guy was like yeah. and pulled it out and was still going crazy. They need that wand from that movie with Stallone. Six stick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, from uh, from uh, Minority, Minority Report. report. Yeah. Oh, the Minority Report. That's they had is. that six stick where it made people throw up, and then they also had the gun that would shoot the sound waves and just yeah. totally dis- yeah. you know uh that's what de- we need galvin more weapons yeah uh different me- non-lethal yeah. Yeah. dj go ahead hey mike hey i don't know if you heard that lady on that audio as well as i did there but she said that the cop asked for his driver's license registration insurance as he was reaching for his wallet behind him he announced to the officer that he had a gun no he she said he had a he, had, he, was, he was licensed yeah, but at but, the time he drew, so he was quick on the trigger. But the thing is, is that um, you know, if if a guy says to you, "I have a gun," he's not going to announce that before he pulls it out and, and shoots you. I mean, that's his way of maybe disarming the situation and saying, "I have a weapon, officer." A lot right. of folks do that and they get pulled over and they say, "Hey, officer, I have a weapon. It's in my glove compartment." And the officers are trained to not uh, shoot you upon giving well, them that information. I can tell you, Mike, I'm a Class G licensed security officer in the state of Florida, which means I carry a firearm when right. I'm working in security. Right. All right. And I've been pulled over in uniform with my weapon, okay? The first thing they tell you when you carry a concealed weapon is when that officer walks up to the side of your vehicle, that's the first thing you announce. Yeah. Don't reach for nothing. Keep but you know what, though? I don't, I don't... I have a weapon. I don't I subscribe armed. to that. I don't... It's, it's none of your business. I'm not legally... Uh, bound to tell you that I have that weapon. I, if I have it in a place that I feel the officer will be threatened, if it's between my seats or something, I will certainly let them know. Um, but right. if it's if it's put away where it should be, it doesn't come into play. I'm not I'm not uh, in trouble for having that weapon. I'm not obliged to tell the police I have it. If they ask me, I will tell them the truth and I will follow their instructions for their safety and mine. But uh, you know, right. you're a little well, bit of a different situation. Mike, yeah, you're wearing it on you. Made, Mike. Yeah, where the mistake was made, Mike, was, was, was he announced to the officer as he was reaching for his wallet that he had a weapon. 
Yeah, okay. but but uh, that's where the mistake. I don't think that was. I don't think that that was a mistake was made on the cops' fault. All right, thank you. It was a, if there was a mistake made, or the mistake was shooting the guy as he said it. If the guy announces he has a weapon, it's very rare that a guy says, I have a gun, and now I'm going to kill you on a routine traffic stop for a, a broken taillight. That doesn't, that doesn't make sense. And a trained police officer should not react with bullets to a guy who says he has a weapon and a concealed weapon. Basically, permit. that guy was blaming uh, the black guy for getting shot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for yeah. being shot. You're blaming him. Uh, let me go to Everett. Good morning, Everett. You're on the Mike Calta Show. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up, buddy? Yeah, I think from what I've seen so far, it looks like both these shooters, like, cops are wrong, but we still don't know everything. But how come more people are not getting pissed off about the murders in Chicago? Like, how come more people ain't getting upset? Like, what's the percentage of cops shooting black guys or... What's going on in Chicago? Uh, I don't. I'll be honest with you. I don't care what happens in Chicago. No, I don't live in Chicago. It's a it's a state that has strict gun laws, and uh, people are just killing each other there. The only time I care about uh, Chicago is when I find out that a kid was killed by a stray bullet. Other than that, shoot each other. I couldn't care less. And you also don't get a face to every victim in Chicago. You just keep seeing the number continue to rise. Right. Whereas when there are incidences like this where they're caught on film, you see the person. Now you're hearing these guys' stories behind it. Chicago is just another number, which is sad. Chicago. But that's what the way it is. And L.A. are part of the reason why our gun statistics are so bad when you look at it just on paper because it's gang-related uh, gun incidents and it makes it go, it makes our statistics go through the roof so we look terrible to other countries when you look at our gun statistics. But it's usually gang-on-gang crime. I think that's why nobody cares in Chicago. And I, I really have to believe that people are just getting dumber and they're, they're shooting people and they don't realize that, that that's it. Like, they're dead. They're done. No. You're going to jail or you're going to die for the rest of your life. I, You know, I watched so much Dateline and all that stuff where they had an incident the other day where this uh, kid thought that these people were following him and trying to kill him. Meanwhile, it turned out it was a lady trying to teach her daughter how to drive. Yeah. And uh, the guy wound up shooting at them and killed the mother. And so, and he was like a he was like a seventeen year old dirtbag white kid that sold weed and wanted to be a rapper. And the way he was talking was like he d- it didn't even register him that he killed a lady, right. killed a person's mom. Who, by the way, they found out later on they lived in the same neighborhood oh and she God. helped him out and stuff. But uh, long story short, killed a lady and didn't really even realize like that's a big deal. It's ridiculous, you know. Uh, let me grab a couple more phone calls and we'll continue with news. Uh, let me go to Marcus. Good morning, Marcus. How are you? How you doing today, fellas? What's up, buddy? Uh, first time caller. I love you guys' show. Um, listen to it every day, every morning. Spanish, um, is he black or normal? Uh, I'm going to say, I don't, he's definitely, I don't know. <laughs> what? Go ahead, Marcus. Very smart Spanish, very smart. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I usually I, I don't always agree with you guys. This morning is one of the re- one of the days I don't necessarily agree with you guys. Mike, I just want you to bear with me for a second. I'm not sure. Too much you guys time. No, we got time. Good. Sometimes, sometimes during the course of the day, I would like for you, and this is uh, with all due respect, I want you to rewind what you've been saying and, and actually listen to some of the stuff you've been saying. Not saying that you're just speaking out of the side of your head. But it sounds like you're making a lot of excuses and you're justifying a lot of these things. Like, well, I can understand that, but if it wouldn't have did this, then this wouldn't have happened. Well, let me jump in real quick. I'll let you finish. You have sure, to sure, let sure. me. You have to understand that I am talking out, out of the side of my head. I am not. I am not. Uh, I, I am. I am trying to look at every single point of view. 
And as the day goes on, uh, yesterday my opinion started changing a little bit. Uh, against the, as you know, affirmative as I was in the morning, I was a little bit like, oh, I don't know, maybe the cops are wrong. I'm taking in as much information as I can. I I don't. I'm not making excuses. When I'm trying to say, I'm trying to figure out why things happen. Is it necessarily because somebody's black, or or is it because the guy had a gun, or is it because the guy has a, a history of dealing with angry black people? I'm trying to figure out what it, what is fueling this. Well, let's take the, let's take what we know and put them on the table. Okay. We know in just the year 2016 alone, a little over 120 black people have been killed. Now, I know about, this is just by police. We're not speaking about um, domestic crimes. We're not speaking about crimes that have nothing to do with the proper authority or anything, or gang violence. We're just talking about strictly police killing young black people, young or old. Now, I'm quite sure that in my 36 years of living and your 40-some years of living, you know that young black kids aren't the only ones breaking laws. That's correct. I'm sure we all know that young black kids aren't the only ones resisting. But there's an epidemic of young black kids being the only ones that suffer these consequences. Galvin, I believe it was, just said something that was very, very poignant to the to the conversation that people are being desensitized. Um, they, if you think about ten years ago, America never showed you these gory details and stuff like this on on the news and stuff like this wasn't on the internet. You didn't get a chance to see stuff like this. You right. had to watch a television or or, or, or some type of um, streaming uh, outlet from another country to get such gory images and stuff. So they've been conditioning our minds to not only be, be desensitized by seeing this, but not even think about the consequences of, of if we do this. And that's even worse on uh, the behalf of a police officer because they have a certain amount of authority and a certain amount of lean, leniency and leeway that comes towards them that they feel, a lot of them feel untouchable, even when they're not in their cop suits, even when they're not in their police suits. A lot of people, a lot of uh, police <clears throat> just have this attitude, this air about them. If they walk by you, you can tell they're police because they just, they, they move a certain way. They, they, but let me, they let me, now let me jump way. in there real quick. Uh, I, sure. I, I, I agree with you. And I agree that some people abuse that power. But I also believe it is the role of the police officer to take that lead, to be that guy. He has to be able to intimidate you because if you, in fact, are a criminal or if you're trying to hide the fact that you're a criminal, he needs to have that intimidation over you in order to get that out. So a lot of times cops have that dick mentality at first. And then when they realize everything's okay, it kind of calms down a little bit. And you realize they don't want to die either. And that's why they approach things the way that they do. And I, I am not saying that uh, that there are they're being unfair. They're not being unfair to, to black folks. What I'm saying is, you have to realize that these are humans and humans, and neither one of them want to die. That is very true. And at least half of the time, the police officers in the positions to where they are not going to die. They're just so scared, and we got to ask them. We got to figure out what is the reason that they're so fearful. Because half of the, the cases that we've been seeing have been of unarmed citizens. People that are running away, you are in no danger if my back is turned to you and I am trying to escape. And you are in, uh, you are in no danger. Now, there's, there's been a few cases where people have been armed, but they haven't even had their hands on their weapon. 
Right. And there, and there, and there have been cops recently that were prosecuted when video services and them shooting guys in the back as they're running away. Uh, you know, they, they, those guys, when you have a situation as black and white as that, they have been prosecuted. They lose their job and they've been prosecuted. Now, that's not happening in every case, but, but you have to look at it individually. Is the guy feeling threatened for his life? Does he feel like this guy, if he runs away, is going to hurt other people? There's, there's, go ahead. With, well, with with the traffic stops, I don't believe that could have ran through any well trained police officer's mind. That no. this guy that I stopped for a broken tail light is about to go commit uh, five homicides because I pulled them over. There is nothing okay. right about this traffic stop. If this if this lady's story is is how it went down, there is nothing uh, that is right about this. That cop is one hundred percent wrong. If what is she saying is is the truth, uh, that cop is one hundred percent wrong on a bunch of levels. There's no defending that. True indeed. Can I ask you one question just sure. thought for just for the entire room? If you have a child and they if you have five children and all five children get beat up every day and then five years, ten years down the line, the school decides to say, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna suspend one of those bullies for beating up all those kids. What do you, are you going to feel like if that's a step in the right direction? Or are you going to feel like this far too long? This has been going on way. Are you going to start training your kids in judo? I mean, what is, what's, you know, what, what do we need to do to find out? Because it's not a crime. It's not a crime to feel disrespected by somebody when you feel like you haven't done anything wrong. These are what the laws are, have been set up for. They've but, done everything they can to reverse our constitution and reverse our laws to where we don't have the same rights that we had 50 years ago. A hundred years ago, twenty years ago, we don't have the right to even question the reason that we're being detained, stopped, or anything. And, they, and no, no, let me let me reiterate: yeah. we do have the right. But these police that know the law intentionally treat us like we do not have this right. Now that's that is the beginning problem because that creates a conflict between the two parties. If I step, if I come inside your building down at 1025 The Bone, and I tell you you're not allowed to touch that microphone until I tell you to, and you know that that's a blatant lie, you're not going to just, it's not going to sit well with you. Now, no, you're going to get very I angry. Have a baton on me, yep. The fact that I have a baton on me is not going to deter your feelings or, or your reaction because you know that legally I'm not allowed to pull this baton on you unless you do something to threaten oh, oh, Easy, I'm sorry. I got passionate. <laughs> if I tell you, Mike, don't you touch that microphone, you're looking at me like, man, I get paid to touch this microphone. I have to do this. I have to do my job. What is the point of you telling me not to touch it? And we go on and on about it, and then you begin to get irate. And I know that I'm baiting you into a situation you might not know, or you might know in the beginning, but your emotions overcome you. You still haven't done anything to the point where I feel like I should take your life. And and these cops are so brave nowadays; they don't even care. They got body cam. They turn them off nowadays. Yeah. The, 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 the two people that got killed the other day. How are you really going? Are you really going to sit there and tell an intelligent person that might be your peer or an authority figure that? Oh, well, the moment I got the moment I killed them. Neither one of our body cams was working. They yeah. weren't on at the time. Oh, they, 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 that, they that happens all the they time. They got screenshots of that one guy uh, holding his body cam, like whether it fell off or he pulled up. Look, I, I, you, you bring up some great points. One of the things I, I, I the really kind of sunk in my head yesterday during the day is that um, although I, I know your argument, I don't know what it's like to live that life, and I'm, I'm a little bit more abrasive in the argument because I never lived 
with the prejudice that that you live with. I and I will never have to go through that. It, it's that's entirely different. Some people getting up. I'm, I'm sorry, I mean to cut you off. No, that's right. My time's running short. But that's the reason that some people get in the uproar because the people that don't understand are usually the people that speak out about it. Yeah. And my mother always told me, if you don't know what you're talking about, just listen. Just be quiet and listen. Maybe you'll figure something out. Well, I hopefully, Marcus, I hope hope you realize as a guy who listens to this show that I know that I'm not always right. And I do listen to a lot of people. About you, no, no, I know, but I, I, I'm saying I, I, you know, I'm looking at this situation as as an epidemic, like like everybody else is. And I don't, I, you know, I don't want to see black people die. I don't want to see cops die. I don't want to see white people die. And more importantly, I don't want to die. Uh, the most important thing, me. <laughs> uh, but the, the the truth is, is that uh, as the day went on yesterday, it it sunk in my head a little bit after talking to people, and I was talking to my wife about it. Is that if I had to deal. With the situation that you were explaining before about coming in here and busting my balls about turning the mic, I can get through that one situation. But if I had to deal with that every day for 20 years, I'd probably be a lot more angry than I am now. So I, I start to relate a little bit more. Um, I, I don't know what I don't know what the answer is. What 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 is the answer? You've got you've got uh, cops who are white and black. Uh, they're dealing with statistical information of of people who, hey, uh, eight out of ten guys you pull over, whether they're white or black, they're going to give us a hard time, or they have some sort of it's not just a traffic stop; they got drugs in the trunk or something. And and the bottom line is they're, they have to do their job, but they also have to protect their life. And if it comes down to it between us or them, they're always going to protect us. And, and and I mean themselves, I yeah. And and oh, that's yeah, I definitely understand that. It's humans versus humans, and there's a lot of room for error in there. And uh, I don't understand. We were all just hating people from the Middle East for a while. Why right. do we start hating each other again? We were doing good when we just hated the Al Qaeda folks. That's because people are figuring out that the government's behind ISIS. Yeah. <laughs> we might as well hate ourselves anyway. I got one more question for you. Just think about this. Yeah. How many black? How many black cops have killed young black people? I don't know. I'm not. A, I don't know. The, Rob's, Rob's already trying to Google it. I, I can I don't tell you know. how many <laughs> cops. I can tell you the number for 2015. Two hundred. And 58 black people were killed by officers. It doesn't say whether the officers were white or black. And and he was right. This year alone, uh, police have killed 136 black people in 2016. Uh, also, I want to put and this I, out I there. I'd like to clarify something. I'm oh, sorry. Marcus, yeah, sorry. I, and I'm just putting this out there because, you know, you're throwing stats around and stuff. And I don't know. And I'm not saying this like, well, this is a situation. Uh, what is the percentage of white to black officers? Like that, you have to read that into that as well. Sure. You know what I mean? So sure, that's, that's true. That's, that's the, true. Like in Ferguson, didn't they have like one Asian cop? There was like no <laughs> black cops, and they had one Asian guy who was the only minority on the, yeah. on the whole force. But I, I want to clarify something. Even though I did touch on both points, I wouldn't care if they were purple police. Honestly, it doesn't matter who they are. It's the fact that lives are being taken for no reason. That's that's what that's that's the main thing. It just it's sad that the majority of them are white police officers killing black people. So that's what we we have to actually address that issue. Yeah. But I couldn't care if they were white people being killed by black people. I couldn't kill. I couldn't care if black people killing black people, white people killing white. People. It doesn't matter. We all people. At the end of the day, it don't matter what adjective you put in front of that. We're all people. Well, I, the noun is a person. It's unbelievable what we wake up to today. The fact that we're having uh, multiple cities in our country mourning the loss of, of two folks who died in situations we don't really know uh, that look terrible. And then we, we, it gets worse. We wake up to the fact that now we have dead police officers and uh, we have this militarized group that's out there taking responsibility for it and claiming that the war is coming. I mean, it's an uh, unbelievable these are things that happen in third world countries, and and you know, and, and it's happening right here, and it's turning us against each other. Marcus, I appreciate the yeah. call. Thank thank you for your uh, for your opinions.
No problem, sir. Right. Yeah, have a great day. You too. Calvin, do you have the name of the officer? Because they've identified the first officer. Yeah. I know. You, oh, well, yeah, yeah, I said that was, yeah. Uh, the first officer was Brett Thompson. He was a 43-year-old, so that would leads me to believe he's been on the uh, force uh, for some time. Uh, he was murdered 19 days before his 44th birthday. He joined the department in 2009, but trained with police in Iraq and Afghanistan while working for a private military contractor. Uh he was married to a fellow transit officer only a, uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, it's horrible. Newly and that's just guy. one out of the five right now that we know the information yeah, that about. Video, I didn't see. I only saw the one video of the guy that was doing the Facebook Live uh, where he was hiding behind a pillar and yeah. he was safe. I When you watch the actual police video, the, the other video that they have out there where the guy walks up and just shoots somebody. Sta- and yeah. it, that's the stuff where you go, man, this is this we're, this is our country, man. Our kids are being raised to this. Yeah, uh, sadly, I mean, this is great for Facebook Live, but uh, a sad sad situation. But, uh, you know, one of the things that Marcus brought up is that you the stuff that you see on TV in other countries has happened for a long time. It, this has always happened here. You know, I, I asked a high-ranking Hillsborough County sheriff where I were at lunch, and I said to him, why is all of this wrong way 275, the people going on the wrong way and causing... Why is this all happening now? What's changed that this is all just happening now? And he said, no, this always happens. He said, for some reason, the media just took an interest in it, so now we're hearing about them all. But there's always been accidents on the highway. Well, now with social media, uh, we are able to uh, see and hear a lot more about these crimes that are going on immediately. And it's not that this hasn't been going on for years. It's, uh, you know, in, in my mind, I thought all oh, things have been a lot better. But now that you see... Now you can see where some of this anger comes from. Yeah. Steve and Julie Weintraub here for the Golden Diamond Source. If you're thinking about getting engaged, Golden Diamond Source is your one-stop destination. Shop, compare, and save at the Golden Diamond Source. 3800 Almerton Road. Or online at goldendiamondsource.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.